All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Actress Dakota Johnson shared in an interview with the Wall Street Journal this week that she's, quote, not functional if she gets less than 10 hours of sleep and can easily sleep for 14 hours at a time. She says she has no normal wake-up time, will get as much sleep as she can, also saying sleep is my number one priority in life. Jordana, I know you value your sleep, but is 10 to 14 hours... uh, is that over the line? Is that too much? Yeah, that's too much. I got, yeah, that's too much. Oh, 10 waking hours. No, sorry. We have to accomplish more, friends. So um, I need I need at least eight. So I do value sleep. I prioritize sleep. Uh, I threaten my children if they wake me up. I will disown them. Kidding. But yeah, I uh, sleep 14 hours is too much. But I mean, 10 would be the limit. If you're in the bed for 10 hours, I'm going to say that that's probably enough. But here's the deal. Dakota, you do you. Like if she, for her to live her life and to be her best self, if she needs 14 hours and if she can afford that, like I don't know how many people can afford to be in the bed for 14 hours a day, but if that's your jam, go nuts. But I, um, that seems extreme. That sounds like an issue. You have an issue if you're yeah. really wanted to. Like a narcoleptic. I don't, I don't think if you're getting solid sleep that mm-hmm. you're going to sleep for 14 hours. I mean, that sounds like you're sick or something. Um, right, like, like if it's quality sleep, quality eight sleep. To 10 I think be yeah, enough. eight eight is plenty. I think yeah. ten certainly yeah. is plenty, but you know six to eight, I would think of solid sleep as plenty. And yeah, fourteen hours. That's a lot of sleep. That's a lot of sleep. Yeah. yeah, share some with people who don't sleep, like me. Right. A Minneapolis high school will soon get a new name after years of debate. Minneapolis Public School Board of Education issued a resolution yesterday stating it wants to change the name to inspire and welcome all students. As a result, Minneapolis's Patrick Henry High School will be renamed to Camden High School after years of debate about the current namesakes. Uh, well, the current namesake was a slave owner. That's the reason they want to change that name. Yeah. Adam, what do you think about this changing of a name of a school? I, you know, I, 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 w- changing names to me, it's like you do you was uh, fine. I don't, I don't lose my bleep over mm-hmm. name yeah. changing. But the thing about this one is this. Slave owner, yes. Not a good thing, but he wasn't the outlier. No. He wasn't the only guy who owned slaves. And yes, I'm not saying, well, it was perfect. It's acceptable. No, it wasn't acceptable. But that was the times, and we've evolved as a society. Uh, so, but again, it, it's just a name, you know. When people go crazy, like right. the flag thing, oh right. my God, they're changing it, they're erasing history. You're not erasing history. You can still read nope. plenty about Patrick Henry, and but it, it I, I I hate when we judge people in the past uh, with current standards, mm-hmm. you know, and that's. Our four, a lot of our forefathers were slave owners too, and we're not erasing mm-hmm. them from history either. And that being said, it's okay to change the name, like, but not because he owned slaves. Lots of people own slaves, but 
We live in a new modern society. There are plenty of American heroes uh, that have been here since Patrick Henry that maybe you want to honor. So great. Change with the times. Change. I, I have no problem with name changes. I always feel, by the way, aggrieved parties if like the Native Americans say we don't want you to refer to us this way mm-hmm. or we don't want – you know, I, I believe the aggrieved party gets to decide what are the offense – what is the offensive language around um, their their party, their issue, their – you know, their self. Yeah. So <clears throat> look, I, I don't have any problem with this and if – I mean Patrick Henry was, you know – thousands of years ago so it's time that we could get something new and and do something different and you can go to a museum and read all about him he is still part of history uh, but no problem change the name all good and i'm just is there a local connection to patrick henry here i don't even know if that's the case which again i I mean how about picking something local so there yeah exactly uh, social, we all know this, social media use continues to be uh, uh, very high in the U.S., but it seems like we all have a love-hate relationship with social media. Facebook is for old people. Elon ruined Twitter. China <laughs> is ruining our kids with TikTok, TikTok and Instagram yeah, is a time right? suck. Uh, mm-hmm. And we yet we all use these platforms seemingly yes. reluctantly. My question for you, Jordana, is there currently a social, uh, a social, social media network or app that you are a true fan of that you use proudly i use instagram and that's my fave and honestly i find it to be the most benign uh less you know the least amount of rhetoric and i've seen tons by the way like but but less less damaging and less negative than twitter um facebook is so many ads on facebook i don't know if you guys have been on on facebook the only reason i go on facebook now is for marketplace when I want to buy something or sell something. That's why I use Facebook. But no, I use Instagram. I tell you, I at night, like when I'm chilling out and I don't want to watch TV, I, I'll scroll through my Instagram and I will laugh. I'll look at the dog videos or friends' posts. I just, I like Instagram. Again, if I find it the most benign, I find it the least to make me angry or divisive. And depends on what you follow. Of course, we have control over our feeds. I mean, within reason, there are algorithms that feed us stuff. But you can say, I don't want to see anything more like this. And there are too many ads. But I don't know. I like Insta. I, can I? Is YouTube uh, considered a social media site? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's if a YouTube's a social question, media site, I I'm I'm all in on YouTube. I yeah. use YouTube more than anything else. <laughs> For you, do you interact with? I mean, are you posting and uh, commenting? I've and commented on things, and okay. people have. I know yeah, people have commented. Oh, on YouTube, it, not nearly as much, obviously, as yeah. uh, those other um, other mm-hmm. sites. But it's informative. I rarely uh, see like negative things, you know, or on posts YouTube? that are meant yeah. to device. Uh, of the mainstream ones, I agree. I think Instagram is probably the the safest spot for for me. I've mm-hmm. actually I use Facebook more now in the last couple of years than I did mm. in the previous five or six just because and I've cultivated, you know, I've muted some people and made sure that I you know I don't really need to see that kind of stuff anymore. So But what are you using Facebook? I just for? usually share pictures of the kids and they we had dance competition, oh, blah blah sense. blah. Yeah. I'm not, you know, putting any political diatribes on, yeah. on Yeah. That's on, sort of like the original way Facebook was Facebook used by was most intended, of us. Right. Yeah. And that was annoying to us until you know, then politics hit Facebook and then it really became yes. annoying. What about you, David? You're the youngest of, of the group here. What are you oh, using? I mean it may have been evident in the way I worded the question, but no, I use 
Twitter and Facebook and a little Instagram, mm-hmm. but no, I sort of reluctantly use all of them and sort of mm-hmm. wish I didn't use any of them. I, I agree, Instagram is great, but it's a time suck. I mean, it's like a, it's a time suck. you open up yes. that app and it could be a half an hour before you blink again. Um, I do. But I agree. think of Instagram as like TV, you know, like yeah. oh, okay, instead of watching TV or something. I know, but after a half an hour of Instagram, I go, oh, I could have watched a full show of exactly. something I was excited about instead of scroll through that's stupid the, videos. The TikTok is just, I mean, that evaporates yeah. time. It's just well, that's what the kids are using. Yeah. that's all the kids are on TikTok. So yes, I'm sorry, David, I cut you off. Go ahead. Uh, scientists are sounding the alarm about giant goldfish that are popping up in the Great Lakes, causing harm to freshwater ecosystems. Monstrous invasive goldfish measuring more than a foot in length have been spotted in the Great Lakes and a few other freshwater sources across the U.S. Uh, oh Adam, God. they think this is because people are flushing their fish and yes. those fish grow. Have you ever uh, flushed a fish or seen one of these goldfish? I've never. Life? I've well, you know, like koi fish are like big goldfish too. Yeah, koi fish are like extre- incredibly expensive, by the way. But I have not seen a uh, like a like a wild goldfish, a goldfish in the wild. They're very orange, but no, I don't flush your fish down the toilet. No. Or just make sure it's I'm dead so glad you brought it. this up because I have been reading about this and I thought to myself, if I saw like a giant goldfish in Cedar Lake, I would be totally freaked out. And I don't understand how this works because I don't know anything about fish. But when you release a fish or you dump a fish into the lake and say, okay, go free, they can just keep growing and growing because they don't grow like that when they're in your tank. So I, I don't understand this, Adam. Help me. Do, can goldfish just I don't know. Grow well, to well the you need more than one goldfish, too. I mean, it's not just like one goldfish isn't going to cut it. You need like a male goldfish and a female goldfish. Yeah, but g- goldfish are a, a variety of fish that will grow to fit their surroundings. Yeah. So if they only really? have a little tank, they will stay at a certain size. But if you put that same goldfish in a larger tank, larger pond, larger lake, they will grow bigger. That's terrifying, by the way. <laughs> Nature. Uh, do Na- they grow teeth too? And are they going to become no. predators? No, goldfish no. don't. No, they're, they're just going to like eat up all the they food. Eat up all the food. The, you know, walleye we're supposed fish, to have, yeah. and then Adam can't go fishing. You're right. I I hope I never see one in the wild because that would totally freak me out. Okay, I have a question for you. When we come back, now that we're done with prick takes, what is the craziest thing your kid? or you or your wife ever requested as a gift. As a mother, I have gotten some just out there requests from my kids, and I've looked them at them sideways, but if that's what they wanted, that's what I got them. So that's what I want to hear. 651-461-9226. The strangest, the funniest, the most out there gift request you have ever received. Next. It was a can opener. A can opener. My six-year-old, it was Ruby, and she knows I'm telling this story on the air. I always ask permission for the kids uh, when I'm going to talk about them, especially if I name names. Ruby was about six, and she somehow, I, I guess we had just moved to our new house, and she couldn't find the can opener, and it was Hanukkah time. And I said, will you make a list of things that you would like mommy to get you for Hanukkah? And she goes, I want a can opener. And I looked at her. I'm like, why? Why would you want a can opener? And also, why would you think that's a Hanukkah gift? A can opener is something that you get at the grocery store, at the, like when you go to Target. Like, that's not a present, she said, because I want to be able to open my olives as a snack when I get home from school. 
you know, she's probably, like I said, in first grade or something like Practical. that. Practical. And, and, and they, the kids like to eat olives. It's a good snack. <clears throat> I keep cans of olives in the house. It's a nice snack. It's what you like to eat. You know, the kids, if you ever had a kid who ate olives, they put them on their fingers and they eat them off. It, it's a fun snack. Healthy, whole shebang. And I was so, it just struck me as such the innocence of a child and something she thought, this is something I could use. This is something I want. And I guess whatever can opener I had in the house, maybe it was too hard for her little fingers to work. And I'm like, yes. So I went and I searched around for a red can opener because I buy Ruby a lot of things that are red because I.E. her name is Ruby. And to this day, that can opener is, is in my house. We smile when we look at it. We use it all the time to open olives and everything else. Craziest thing she ever asked me for Hanukkah was a can opener. You got one? I remember, mm. I, I'm mm. sure if I thought um, about my kids little specific gifts they wanted that we might have laughed at that would, but I love that. But what comes to mind is a family friend of ours when when the when this young man was a young kid uh was obsessed uh with vacuum cleaners. Oh, so and it lasted for a good 2 to 3 years. So every year he got vacuum cleaners like some real vacuum cleaners, okay. some play vacuum cleaners like uh, they had like models. I don't know who makes models of vacuum cleaners, but there were them. They had the they had uh, modeled vacuum cleaners. So you could not go wrong by purchasing a vacuum cleaner, and it was just hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. Do you have one, Adam? Your kids are still little. Yeah, my name is Dave, and I do have one. Oh, Dave. <laughs> uh, my kids are still. It's, it's funny that you mentioned the can opener and all this because th- this was so great last year. Uh, let's see, they're three and five now, so they're two and four. And my two-year-old, like your daughter, Jordana, loves mm-hmm. olives. And even oh, really? you know, as a you know, one and a half and two-year-old, she loves olives. So mm-hmm. during that time, she was talking about olives, said she liked olives, said she wanted yeah. olives. And my four-year-old heard that from her little sister and then told us that she wanted to buy her olives for Christmas. And we're like... Yes, absolutely. So we went to the store and we helped the four-year-old buy olives for her little sister. And I mean, with most of the time, you're like helping kids. You're like, okay, you should get a present for your sibling. Here's a few mm-hmm. things you could get off the list. Mm-hmm. But just that it was that pure that like she listened to her sister oh. and then bought the thing she wanted for her. And then Caper was so excited to get to open up her olives on Christmas Day. It was, uh, it was really fun. And what a – like you said, it's just so like – Pure. This is what I Pure. want. And yes. that, you know, and then you get it to him. It's not like, you know, a three hundred dollar Barbie playhouse with no. the detachable right. slide or whatever. It's just something simple and pure. Yeah, they want that too. But oh, that is so sweet. I love that story. Absolutely. Uh six five one four six one nine two two six. This year, Maddox asked for a toothbrush. And I was like, dude, I'll buy you a toothbrush. But he wanted one of those um you know, we have we have uh, something called a quip, Q-U-I-P. Yep. Have you seen these, yes. Adam? Yep. The quips, and they send you every three months, they send you a new head. <clears throat> I apologize for my coughing. Um, they And we've used those for years, and we really like them, but he's like, you know, I want uh, like one of those, uh, you know, fancy, whatever, round brush ones, an electric toothbrush. You want an electric toothbrush. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not a Hanukkah gift. That's like a life gift. I'm your mother. I will buy you a toothbrush, but... You know what? He helped me out because I did. I went to Costco, by the way. Costco has great deals on them. Yeah. 
Asked my dad. My dad knows everything. He's a Consumers Reports guy. I said, Dad, what's the best one? Jeff Green always comes to the rescue with that. He told me what to buy. Went to Costco. Got the kid a toothbrush. And, and literally said to me the next day, he goes, Mom, you blessed me with that toothbrush. It, I, they have never felt so clean. I love it. He was so happy. And I thought, oh, my gosh. That is such purity of a good present, you know, that, but the toothbrush costs more than $20, so I couldn't buy it for my secret Santa. Just letting you know. <laughs> Adam, uh, Adam is in Robbinsdale's called in on the city's one plumbing talking text line. Uh, Adam, go ahead. It wasn't my daughter. It was my cousin's daughter and she beats, uh, beats her own drum and she asked for a old school label maker. I don't yeah. know if you remember those black oh, yeah. with the white. And so she asked her that when she was like eight or nine years old and what she would do with it. And when she opened, I didn't know she asked for it, but it was a family Christmas. She opened it. She's like, yes. And I'm like, it's a label maker, you know, but what she would do is she would respond to questions or if she would get mad at someone, she would type it out on the label maker, rip it out and put it on their back <laughs> or she would put it on the door or that's how she would respond when she was upset instead of speaking out. And so it was, I mean, to me, that's an all timer. That's a great gift. Love Thank it. you, Adam. Uh, th- that's, that's something I would have wanted to, I don't know what it is. Yep. Making labels, uh, printing stuff like that was absolutely something I was fascinated with. Uh, here's a couple texts. texts. Adam Marley once asked for a label maker and that was a gift for Hanukkah. Kids are obsessed with that. And if you're looking for a gift for someone, that's a great label gift. maker. I'm totally with you, Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one kid used to love maps. We were really excited. We got an Atlas for Christmas once. I'm, I'm signed the same way. I love the Atlas. We always got money to buy gifts for siblings. One year, my seven year old brother gave me a plastic army man and a toy helicopter so he could play with them. That's a good oh. gift, right? I mean, we, you get something that uh, more than one person can use. We used to buy my mom toilet bowl clip-on air fresheners. Okay, well, <laughs> did she ask for the? I'm asking you what she asked for. Like, I don't know. I mean, did she really ask for toilet bowl clip-on well, air fresheners? Well, it's, it's thoughtful. Uh, it's, it's a stocking stuffer. And this keeps- texter says, my, my grandson wanted a ceiling fan. Uh, that's what we got him. He's 14. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, this texter, I have a friend... That requested a used Biffy bathroom for Christmas from his wife to keep up at their cabin at the boathouse. Like an Odd but sensible. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Oh, David's telling me that we're out of time. I'm sorry. We've totally well, okay, lost, if We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep taking these. I, lo- I love this. If, if we find mm-hmm. some more here, by all means, 651-461-9226. Traffic, weather, and we'll also tackle the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially around the holidays with more people sadly drinking and driving. Should cars now in this day and age uh, prevent you from being drunk behind the wheel? I think cars have that technology. Should they? Should that be mandatory? We'll discuss that question next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Our, I don't think we need technology in our cars that prevent us from drinking and driving. Even though I fully admit I know that drinking and driving is still a problem. Too many people do it. Uh, too many people die from doing it. But in, in the future, we may see a, a time when it be, becomes acceptable. I, I don't think that our cars should be determining whether or not 
uh, were intoxicated. I think they should. Yeah. Because once again, Adam, have you met us? We make bad decisions. We get behind the wheel when we are intoxicated or altered and we kill people. This is the reason Mothers Against Drunk Driving exists. The fathers, dads against drunk driving. This, this is the reason we have, I mean, this won't help rules about texting, but I do think we have the technology now to do it. If we can cut down on drunk driving, we should do it. I, that's, Humanity cannot be trusted. That's it. I, I don't know if I trust the technology. <laughs> let me, let me c- c- couch it that way. I, I'm saying that okay. because so safety regulators in the U.S., the National Highway Tra- Traffic Safety Administration, announcing this week it's starting the process to put – uh, a federal safety standard in place that would require the technology in new passenger vehicles that would detect whether or not you are intoxicated. We've got the technology now where, you know, if you are arrested for drunk driving and it's egregious enough, you may be required by a judge mm-hmm. to put an ignition lock in your car so that you, before you turn the ignition, you have to blow. Right. And it has to determine that you are not intoxicated. So that, That's right. But that, those devices are extremely expensive from what I uh, have learned. Really? Yes, it's extremely expensive to put those into your vehicle and that, that to do that in every vehicle would be prohibitive. Plus, I don't, I don't think if, there, if there's a better technology than me having to blow into like a hose or something before I can start the car, uh, that would be the way to go. And I think the technology we're talking about here would, would not ha- you would not have to do that. That is simply getting in the car and it determines your breath. And if it detects alcohol in your breath, you wouldn't be able to start your car. Well, but, so if you had one beer, you wouldn't be able to start your car? Well, no, I mean, it would, uh, it would determine okay. whether or not you're over the <clears throat> limit. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be that precise. Right. It has to be. It has to be. You, yeah, because you can go out and have one drink and be totally fine and drive. So the technology is going to have to be better. But entrepreneurs, if you're listening, make this technology affordable and you'll have a gold mine. Don't you think this is just going to cause people that have this technology in their car, like, okay, I go to the bar, I have three drinks. I wonder if I'm good to drive home. Well, I'll just try. Oh, doesn't work. I'll just hang out for 20 minutes till I'm just barely under the limit and then I'll drive home. It'll just incentivize people to always be driving just barely okay. Oh, I don't think so. I, I don't think people do that, do they? I don't know. You guys do you? 651 I think they absolutely do. I think, I think a lot of people all the time are just riding that line of how much is too much and is it okay if I do this and this will just give them a tool Whereas what they should do is, okay, if I'm anywhere near, anywhere close to the line, I should mm-hmm. take a conservative approach mm-hmm. and get a sober right. ride. But I think people all the time are, how close to that line can I get? How many can I can I sneak in one more beer and still be okay? You're right. I mean, look, look my opening statement here is because I lean with, <laughs> I, I want liberty. I want the ability to have, and I get what you're saying, Jordana, about have you met us? I have met us. And it's still a problem. We have more... Uh, availability of alternatives to drinking and driving now than we've ever had before. Uber, uh, rideshare, Mm -hmm. cabs, uh, public transportation, walking, yet we still continue to do it. Uh, Vikings offensive coordinator, who's, you think an NFL team would have car services for every one of their coaches and players, by the way, when they're on a bye week to ensure that nothing else happens. Well, Wes Phillips, the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, 
gets arrested for drunken and driving. I, it's, mm-hmm. It is still a problem. But I want to make sure if that technology is put into place, it better be dang accurate because and there are there are going to be certain circumstances where someone needs to get in a car and either flee a scene. I'm talking about a fleeing danger, not like, you know, fleeing cops mm-hmm. where there you'll, you will need or an emergency where you need to get behind the wheel. And let's say you are slightly over the limit that, that your car fails to operate and suddenly it creates a, a dangerous situation for you to be in. I know that's extreme, but it's going to happen. It's extreme. It's going to happen. You just made it up. <laughs> um, so. I mean, I, I don't know. Twenty I years from now, will, will this will this not be? Will, will we come up with a system where we won't need to worry about drunk driving? Whether it's the technology in our cars that won't let us drive if we've been uh, under the influence, or simply if our cars are able to drive themselves home yeah, with us in the back sleeping, um, mm-hmm. maybe that's where we're headed. It just, I, I, I'm a little leery though to be trusting that that technology is firmly in place right now for it to work. But you're saying if the technology were in place, if there was a, a fail-safe way to implement that technology, you'd be. I for guess it. I, I just feel like we're on our we're 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 heading towards cars being driverless anyway. That mm-hmm. by the time this technology is solid enough, we probably won't even. I mean, look, our cars. were a lot of the newer cars too. They they stay within the lines. They have the ability to stay within a certain speed limit. And detect other obstacles, including other cars and people. We're headed that direction, and I. Th- and th- I. So I'm. Do we need this right now to say, well, this should be something that we we develop when we're on our way to develop cars that we don't even we're taking those cars out of our hands anyway. Let's get to some of these texts here. Um, hey guys, this texture writes, uh, agree needs to be fail safe. Couldn't they just ask someone to blow into the device for them? Absolutely. That could happen. Cars are too expensive and unaffordable already. Um, Here's my issue with the car thing. So there are very rare cases where driving while impaired is the lesser of two evils, like fleeing a wildfire or someone that's trying to kill you. I know it would be rare, but still would want that. That was my point. That's what I'm saying. That that, that there will be a scenario where Mm -hmm. someone will need it. And I mean, we've seen stories about somebody fleeing like a domestic violence uh, case. There, There actually has been story where someone has been drunk behind the wheel but fleeing a domestic violence situation, and they were charged with that. And it's like, well, if you're if you're trying to get away uh, for for your safety, I again, those are rare, and it's not you know that's. Mm-hmm. But cases like that will happen. Texture's right. I'd much rather have technology to disable your freaking phone. Yeah, I get that. So you're not staring at your phone uh-huh. while trying to drive. Okay, we don't have that yet either, but can't shouldn't be too hard. How do drinking passengers affect the technology? Again, I think you would have to do, do like the blow into the hose kind of thing. Who knows? Maybe there's a fingerprint thing to not allow your, you know, somebody else to blow in, into it for you. I'm not sure. Again, I, I, I wish I knew how to create that technology. I'd be rich, but I'm not. Uh, guys, 100% cars should have a safeguard to keep people from drinking and driving. To me, it's for the people that have had a couple of drinks and think they're okay, but they're not. Yeah. And just okay. on, on what you're talking about, the end, the, the technology they're talking about, yeah, you wouldn't have to blow into a tube. It would it sense the driver's breath. But they, like you mentioned, there's another one that would be able to determine blood alcohol level through a person's finger. Really? Like, but do you have to prick them? No, I don't think it's, no. I think it would just be really? probably be determining through your fingertip. Oh, that's interesting. Um, again, then, well, 
I don't know how people feel about with their their fingerprints and stuff, if that's some kind of a violation of freedom, but I think safety is more important, and we have proven that we cannot police ourselves. 651-461-9226. Let's get some more calls and texts on this. Should cars have uh, the ability to uh, not uh, move if you've been drinking too much? Should that be an automatic technology in new vehicles? 651-461-9226. 1053, that is your Lindus Construction Time Check. Time to invest in Infinity for Marvin Windows. Receive 75% off installation labor. Ed is called in from Buffalo on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Ed, should our cars have the technology to prevent us from getting behind the wheel if we've had too much to drink? I'm going to say yes, and here's why. When I first thought about it, it's I was thinking about just a drunk driver alone, and I'm like, no, nah, it's not worth it. But I have a situation with a brother-in-law that was an alcoholic. And we had moments and times in our past where he disappeared after a late wedding night when we were all staying at a place. And then we looked for his kids. They were in the car with him when he drove home back to the hotel. And that was an issue. He just passed away at age 50. But they're alcoholic parents that drive their kids. And that's then when I thought of that, I'm like, oh, Christ, if that would have been there, he wouldn't have been driving. Luckily, nothing happened, but it would stop him from driving. Anyways, just want to do that quick. I love listening to you guys. Thank you. Hey, thanks for the call, Ed. Thank you. That's, That's it. I mean, who's going to argue? Right. And who's going to argue such that? Oh, no, you know, you should, you know, back back in the day, my dad had a few beers and drove us home. Oh, yeah, we're, we've advanced past that. Right. And I just want to make sure that that technology is such that it is 100% accurate, fail proof. And I, and again, I just feel like we're moving a society in, in, as a way into a situation where we're probably not going to be driving our cars. For that much longer but uh paul is in stillwater paul go ahead jump in here yeah so i just wanted to respond to what you're just talking about on the radio there um i think it's really important that we get some kind of technology in automobiles <clears throat> and the reason <clears throat> is because our laws and especially in the state of minnesota are a little insane <clears throat> my son um who uh he does uh, drink a little bit but he doesn't drink and drive but he got a little intoxicated one night can't smoke in his apartment, so he went out to his truck, uh, decided to listen to a little music, put the keys in the ignition, and uh, yep. he passed out. Yep. Somebody came, cop came, he got a DWI. He yep. wasn't even driving his vehicle. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice if um, the automobiles had a vehicle uh, or a method to prevent you from driving. And uh, particularly for that reason, I heard a lot of uh, crazy stories when we, we, we hired an attorney for this, and yeah. uh, there's a lot of stories along those same lines. Right. Paul, thank you for the call. Uh, yeah, that's, but that's, that's the law. That's, I mean, even it's, it's, I understand that, that, and I've heard stories like that where somebody's mm-hmm. just sitting in their car, but yeah, if the keys are in the ignition, um, I think, I don't even know that the laws to, I'm sure if the keys, if you have the keys on you, it might even be. Oh, is that it? Really? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, they have to. That's uh, the, the, yeah. that's how they, Otherwise, it's just, you know, so many people could weasel out of getting a, a, a DWI that way. Um, no, I totally get it. Uh, interesting conversation. I think that we are having more reasonable conversations about this. We understand that we're, you know, need more regulation because a lot of people cannot be trusted. And sometimes they have an addiction and they can't be trusted on their own. So uh, thank you for having a reasonable conversation with us. We appreciate it. And a, in the you know, next hour. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, just uh, the and and re, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> more regulation isn't always a great thing, but I mean, I, I certainly no. this is a, a topic where 
clearly as a society we haven't figured it out yet and sometimes the government has to step in at some point but yeah mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced but this is one of those cases where you could convince me yeah so when we get back hunter biden says he's not going to testify behind closed doors but he'll testify in the public adam and i will react to his statement and you can jump in you know what adam I am really looking forward to what Hunter Biden has to say. He has been the subject of a lot of investigations, a lot of trouble, uh, and I would like to hear him explain himself. So, so I'm looking forward to that. So would Republicans, but uh, apparently only behind closed doors. We'll yeah. Figure out which way he wants to go. That's coming up next. Let's find out. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 